Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hey, changemakers, and welcome to today's Her Enterprise episode. Today, we are going to be talking about goal setting and the tools we use to make sure we reach those goals. So this is Melissa, and we are joined today by our other two lovely co-hosts, Kelly and Nicole. Hey, hey. Hi, everybody. All right. So let's get started. Let's talk about the tools. So right. I'm just going to start off with Kelly because I know you've heard her say full focus planner, <laughs> full focus planner, and full focus planner. So, you know, we want to get some more details about how do we actually use this tool. So yeah, take it away, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I do want to make a disclaimer that at this point, I am not employed <laughs> by Michael Hyatt and company or his family members, though it is a dream job of mine, and I have no idea how I can contribute to their company. But I do love their work. <laughs> and um, so the full focus planner, I'm not a planner person. And I want people to know that like, if you're looking for a scheduler, you don't want, this isn't a scheduler, it's a planner. It helps you like narrow down your goals and prioritize like what will make the most impact and look over the year. And then it breaks down. Um, so like what 10 goals do you want to do this year? And then it breaks down every quarter what three or four things you want to work on this quarter and then what three things you want to work on this week. And then it breaks it down even more to what three things am I going to work on today that will make the biggest impact on what I'm going to do um, like this week or in, on my goals for the annual goals. And this, you guys, helped me keep my sanity when I was home with my kids and things were crazy and or when I'm still at home with my kids and things are crazy. And if it's like broken down so much that I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a napping minute and I just need to make an email to an accountant about like, hey, maybe we should talk about money or something that I have that written out and I know that's feeding into like a bigger financial goal and I feel productive and I feel like I'm not losing my mind in like the abyss of a parade of demands by a bunch of toddlers that are always surrounding me. So I like that. Um, a couple things I really like is, so it breaks down your goals like into like doable pieces. And then um, you can map out your schedule as in what's your ideal week look like, or like what days am I at work? Or what time slots I, am I at work? And then what does your ideal like day look like? Do you have a morning routine or an evening routine? And like, and then what does your year look like? Or if you're like, okay, I want to block off this thing. It really helps you kind of plan those things out. But then it also has every week, you can evaluate what's working, what isn't working, um, and like, why didn't I reach this goal? And and then it's like, well, I had no one else to keep me accountable. Or, and it kind of like helps me know ways to like trick myself into success. Because if I'm like moving a goal over, like A, it gives me opportunities for creative distraction where I just end up doing all these other goals. And then I'm like, all right, I have a lot of resistance towards this one goal that I've moved over three weeks in a row. Like if I'm avoiding something, then I, I'll only allow myself to avoid it three weeks <laughs> in a row. And then I 
have to like just face it and do it because I'm like, all right, I've been wanting to do this forever. And then, um, okay. And then we're, um, the other thing I know Melissa's going to talk about smarter goals, but, um, it really also, he talks a lot about prioritizing those smaller goals, like with the Eisenhower method. So like, what, what am I going to work on today? That's going to make the most impact on like my big 10 for the year or my big three for this quarter versus like, what's the most urgent, like the most urgent goal to feed my child. Who's like at my feet begging me, like that might be urgent and it will make an impact on their livelihood, but it's not going to make an impact on like, you know, our financial wellness or our like, I don't know, their overall thing. So how do I, like, if they're all napping and I have a second, or if I'm intentional, like we have a sitter for break, you guys. (laughs) And so then I'm like, just over like Christmas break, our sitter's back. And I'm like, drunk on time. What do I do with all this time? And like having the planner in line really helps me like, make the most out of the like little pockets of time that I get. Okay. So So, I just want to leave that there. So I have two questions. Yes. Um, Can you give us an example of how you would use the full focus planner for like one of your goals? Um, Because you're saying there's the big goal, like for the quarter, and then how do you break it down to smaller goals? And then my second question was, can you explain a little bit better? What exactly do you mean by the Eisenhower method? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So like one year it was double my income, right? So, and then like making it um, a smarter goal. So I was like a specific measurable, what's the A, like um, attainable, yeah, attainable or actionable. Like some people have those different things where like it should be a stress. And sometimes it's like, sometimes I like making goals a little bit ridiculous or I have like a reach goal and then I have like a little bit like, um, and then R and T. So like, but just making a measurable and then watching them, I have to have it like in my face. I also like create you guys. This is how bad it got. I created a group on Facebook with like, and I convinced 30 of my friends to buy this planner. And then every Tuesday we would like get together and have planner nights because I knew I needed peer pressure and they do have their own, the full focus planner has their own little Facebook group. And they're like, guys, how do I use it for this? I definitely saw the planner as something to grow into. Like it's a big system, but if you like, um, cause some people are like daunted that they're not going to get it right perfectly right away. And I'm not, I'm just not that kind of person that needs to do everything perfectly. So I don't know my goal. I had a big goal of like getting a new roof and like, um, getting a new roof and paying it off. Right. So we were able to like cash flow a roof and like getting it and doing those things. So then I would break it down to like, what are the steps I need to do to like, get estimates or get what like have people come and get estimates or have people come and do whatever. And then, um, so I would have that in my big three of like, what would make the most impact towards me getting a new roof or towards me, like whatever, getting more clients and seeing so many clients this week. Um, so it would be, so then that week, so I like say my three goals were like income, 
family time, like with specific kids or all the kids, but at specific times and then like, and then, um, income family time. And then like getting this new roof, like home management project. Right. And so those would be my three for this, the quarter. And then every week I would do like, um, something that would feed into those three, or if there was something that was just like an overall longer one. So like if I was looking at my annual income, I would try breaking it down into a quarterly goal as well to make it kind of a more like bite-sized approach. And then, so then I would look at that and then the week I would have my big three. And so then what three things am I going to do again, that makes the most impact on my greater goal. And that helps me choose, like, if I have like a long list of things I need to get done, like the list of a hundred, and I'm going to look at it, um, to see, figure out what I want to do next. I would look at what's going to make do the biggest punch or the biggest impact. And I do feel like the full focus planner, when I describe it, I say it takes, it's, um, it takes my like firecracker energy and it turns it, it's the pistol that turns me into a bullet that like, just like makes the most like focused impact of all my energy. So, so then every week I have like, what am I going to do today or this week? That'll make a big impact. And then I break it down in days and I schedule out like, what day am I going to do that? On, right. So like right now, Wednesdays are kind of my office days and my recording days or whatever. And so it's like, what admin stuff am I going to do that day that are going to that's going to feed this weekly goal that supports my quarterly goal that supports my annual goal? Does that make sense? Like, OK, yeah, yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. Nicole, you, like you wanted to say something. Oh, I was just, I, I like to hear about the full focus planner and the one I use is, I think it's pretty similar. Um, it's called the think time planner and she's, she's new. She's only had it out for, I think she's had it out for a year. I'm actually interviewing her on my IG live show next week. Yeah. So she gave nice. me a discount on the planner and she's going to come on and, um, mm-hmm. talk with me about it. I just started to use it. So I love how it also ha- makes me have a vision and my impact. And I think about, um, you know, what do I want to make the most impact in and then how to do, how to focus on those goals that I have, um, without getting distracted by all the other things. Um, she's also an ADHD mom of five, not three. She has five at home. Um, she homeschools some of them. So she she and I just aligned on a lot of levels. So we started talking and she was like, hey, and I was like, this looks interesting. So now I'm um, checking out her planner. I've definitely done the overall like ideal week. I'm really big on evaluating things. So like for me, um, the highs and the lows, like every week I say, what are my highs and what are my lows? What are my highest, my best, biggest wins and my lowest lows? Um, I actually got pretty good at posting them on Instagram. And I got so much feedback on those posts. And it also kept me accountable for doing them. Hmm. And then I would also get people who would read about my low and might even be like, hey, you know, I could help you with blah, blah, blah. Or I know somebody who does that. So like, I think mm-hmm. I was talking about my son and the bedwetting therapy um, with the cranial sacral therapist and how it hasn't worked yet, but it takes a while. And I was like, you know, I'm still trying to work on this. And somebody was like, hey, I want you to follow this account. Um, my child was bedwetting till 10 or whatever. And this is who I found. So it was funny because I got some accountability by doing my house highs and lows online um, and trying to be pretty vulnerable because then people were more apt to say, Hey, I know somebody who could help you with that 
low point and then a high point, it's great because people are like, that's so great. So I really like the evaluating my week. I've been doing that for a while. Um, it's, it's in the planner that I use now too, but I do like the accountability um, piece. And I think Kelly, you said something else about accountability that's helped me. I always look for who can be my accountability partner and they're usually the most unsuspecting person. So mm. when I'm goal setting, like I wanted to get the first three series of my book out this year, 2020. Um, and this year ends in a month. So I had the third book to go. And I was like, I have to get this out, but I keep, it was kind of like you, Kelly, how you said you have three weeks and you're like, if it gets to the third <laughs> week, like what's going on? Why am I not doing this? So I got on today with a friend of mine who has a podcast and we're actually, he's going to interview me. And I kind of had this idea floating around December 30th. I was like, if I can get the book out by December 30th, you know, I'd feel like I accomplished my goals. I got my three book, three series out, three, you know, three books of the series out. And he was like, well, you're going to go December 30th. We're, we're going to drop this episode December 30th. And if you have your book ready, let's do it. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to have my book ready. And it just, because I knew that goal was in my the back of my mind, but because I'm always looking for how to make things accountable without me having to put a lot of bandwidth into it, it was great to just kind of like be like, okay, cool. I'm going to be on this podcast and I'm going to promote this book, which means it has to be done. And now I'll have to get the gears moving and I'll have my timeline better. Um, Cause I found with me, if I don't have a kind of a timeline or a hard date, I won't get it done. Even if it's in my planner, it still doesn't matter. If, if stuff came up that was more important, I might still drop it and drop it and drop it. So um, I think looking around for those accountability partners, wherever they could be is a really helpful part of my goal setting. Because if I don't have an accountability piece with my goal setting, it doesn't always happen. So mm -hmm. that's like kind of how those are the two big tools I use. And of course, working with Jillian, talking about the movie reel of your life, I always go back and like my life was a movie. What are the big impacts I wanted to make? What would the, the best scenes of the movie be? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that might be watching a Christmas movie with with hot cocoa with all my kids. We did that last night. I made a highlight reel last night. I did something. We put our tree up and did all the stuff that I wanted to do. And so I, I, you know, put that in your planner too, because those moments count too. You have to like plan for the things that matter. And like, I just always like the movie reel idea too. Cause I'm like, Oh, what's, what's my movie reel going to be? Let me put that on my planner. So I know that I'm going to do it. Um, so those are kind of like some of the, some of the tools that I use when I'm evaluating. And then when I'm trying to be accountable to my goals. That makes so much sense. And I'm so happy that you brought in, and you mentioned the the whole part about putting your family in your goals list, yeah. essentially, mm -hmm. right? Or putting yeah. those moments in, into your planner or into whatever system that you use to make your goals. Um, so I used to hate to-do lists. I remember when I was in high school and my sister used to tell me, like, I needed to do a to-do list so that I'd actually do my work. So I didn't like to-do lists, but when I had my son in college, they became like a lifeline. And I learned about this thing called SMART goals. And so that's what I apply now. I learned about mm -hmm. it and it was so helpful. And back in college, I used to make them every quarter. So I wouldn't look out too far ahead because I didn't, I wasn't quite sure everything that was going to happen that far ahead. But I'd put out uh, my quarterly goals and it would include school things. But because I had my son already, too, it would include family things. And so I was like, you know, I needed to to put that in there of like, what 
what do I need to get accomplished? And what is my motivation? And so in case you don't know what SMART goals are, um, S, it stands for specific. You don't want to say, I want to make more money. That right. that seems like too vague. So you want to mm-hmm. be specific. Like, I want to make $3,000 more. Uh, measurable. Measurable goes back to being specific. So if you say you want to make $3,000 as opposed to just make more money, how will you know if you succeeded? If you made $5 more, would that be a success? So by putting the specific into it, it becomes measurable. So you can say, oh, did I hit my goal of a of $3,000 or $1,000. A stands for actionable. So, um, and attainable, I've heard attainable too. So I think I said that earlier. And then Kelly was like, actionable. And I was like, yes, actually, it is actionable. So you want to make sure that there are things that you can take steps towards. And then R is for relevant. And that's really important because you could say, I want to speak five language, but maybe you don't care about languages. So you'll never work towards that goal. Um, So being relevant, the goals are really important. And then there's time based or time constrained. So you want there to be a deadline because Mm -hmm. I always think of running. I'm a runner and I'm just like, if you were running a race and you or if you were running and you didn't know where the ending was, how did you, how would you know you won the race or that you even finished the race? Like, it, even if it's not about winning, how would you know you're done? And so the time-based is super important because then you know that you can move on to the next goal or you can move on to something else or maybe that it's not important anymore. Like, maybe that mm. was a really important goal three months ago, but now we're in, you know, coronavirus or COVID or whatever. And that goal is not important anymore. So that was really like for me, when everything started happening, I went back to my goals because I make yearly goals and I look through the list and I actually cross things out because I was like, given the situation right now, while this goal is important to me and maybe I'll come back to it, it's not relevant or, or important in the time that I'm in right now because of, you know, uh, people, because of not being able to go anywhere. Like if, if I had a travel goal on there, I'm just going to cancel it because I don't want to travel in the current, in the current environment. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the things that I had. It's like, I'm like, I really want to go to the world domination summit, um, Mm. because it's the last one this year. And then, of course, it got canceled and then it got Mm -hmm. moved to next year. And so now it was just something that I could go back to and and eliminate from from my goals. And I did and I do what you said, Nicole, which is um, I have goals. Usually I have like a financial section. I have relationship section, which is usually where my family comes in. Like I want to go on one date a month with my husband or I want to. I'm not doing it this year because I'm with my kids all the time. But in the past, when I used to work full time and my husband worked full time, one of the goals on there was like, I wanted to go on a date with my husband once a month. And then I wanted to go on a date with my kids once a month. So one of them so that they could get like focused one on one time with me um, and we would go do something fun. And so those were really specific because each month that passed, I could be like, did I meet my goal? Yeah. One, um, I'm like goals for meeting with your kids. Like one goal I really liked seeing was um, Megan Hyatt Miller on her daily big three. She was like 10 minutes with each kid. 
today. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much more. I think I have to like have a whole night or a whole like time. But she was like, okay, I like tonight might not be date night this week or whatever with this kid, but it's like a 10 minute break. I'm going to have like focused attention and we're going to do some activity for 10 minutes where I'm intentionally talking to this kid. And I like thought that was so brilliant. I was like, oh, I can do 10 minutes. <laughs> like I can find five to 10 minutes to talk to this kid in the parade of everything. Yeah. yeah. And I love how when you start making the SMART goals and you start, especially when you start doing it for years, when you've been doing it for a few years, you start to notice, you know, you're always working off your values and then it's easier to hit the goals because it's almost like it becomes sort of a little more routine. Like um, I do bedtime stories with my children. I do coloring every Sunday morning with my daughter. It's something mm-hmm. we've been doing. And that's like the 10 minutes present focus time. Whereas my middle son, he wants to like go to the grocery store with me and make it a date and get something special and get something just for us and stop mm. at a Starbucks or something. My seven-year-old is just very attached. So he needs like two hours. So I think it's really great though. Once you started making the goals, it's you think of easier ways to get them accomplished too. You're like, oh, I could just do this and I'm going to hit that goal. And um, it really, but I didn't, I was never a goal setter, never until I started working with our mentor, which is Jillian. Um, I, and then I really, it was the fire movement and then really start working with her and saying, what do I want to be and what do I want to do? And when I didn't have that, it wasn't that I wasn't reaching goals and I wasn't getting raises and getting promotions and doing cool things, but it was really making it like a system and a program where I sat down and started writing about it and reflecting and evaluating that I was able to move so much quicker through my goals. And that's what I really love about being a goal setting, like being a goal setter, because then you, when you set them, usually, like you said, with the smart goals, that's when you actually can accomplish them. And it makes your growth is so much quicker. um, Do you know the stat? What is it? You're like 40% more likely to complete a goal if you write it down versus like, if you just have it out there. And then I think just seeing it over and over again, or having friends bribe me with it also helps. Yeah. Yeah. So what you said, um, Nicole, um, you said routine. And I was just about to say that too, is like once, if you do a goal for enough time, um, it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. You know, if one of your goals is something that isn't just like a one-off thing, um, it it becomes a habit. Like uh, again, with my family and my relationship, one of the goals I had a few years back was that we were going to do grateful things before bedtime. And so we started saying, you know, every night um, we each, the three of uh, the four of us would each say three things that we were grateful for that day so that we could see that, um, you know, like even on a hard day, there was something that was good, whether it was your dinner was good or you got, um, the coloring page you wanted, whatever it was, like there, you can find at least three good things that happen in your day um, so that you could go to sleep well. And that's not on my goals anymore because it's a habit now. So I don't need to add it there. And I was, and the same thing happened with financial things. Like in the beginning, I had to put, I want to max out my 401k or I want to save this much money every month. And I had to look at it every month to do it. But now, you know, I have automated things. And so I don't need to think about it now. I still go 
go do it every month. I do a financial check-in with my husband, but we don't need to actually take action to do those goals because now they're habits. Yeah. No, I think having a team, just even just trying and like shooting for the stars, but then evaluating, I think like evaluating where you're at and your progress and then knowing like, why am I resisting this can be an area to like evaluate what I really like too at the end of the full focus planner is you every quarter you look at the 10 your big goals for the year and it's like does this goal is this goal still is it the same are there any goals I want to change or like um like let go of right now and it for what what's so interesting is like how liberating that is is that you're like, oh, I don't feel like a failure, but I can change this goal. And that's like really like having that space to evaluate it. And then what, why didn't I complete something or why did I complete something? Like all of those things can kind of be a big help in evaluating too. Well, I love hearing all your tips and I feel like I hope all of you out there listening have some type of goals in mind for 2021. I hope it's a different year for all of us. And I really, um, I really hope just taking that time to evaluate the year, the previous year. Like I, I take a course on Facebook with Carrie Ann, Dr. Rock. Um, and it really helps me evaluate my whole year, my limiting beliefs around goals I didn't match or make. Um, so anything where you guys can dig deeper on your goals and goal setting, I feel like can help you grow um, as a person and, in, and in the ways, um, and the, the things that you want to accomplish. So, um, I'm just happy to share and I hope you all can take your hour, two hours, 10 minutes to think about what you want to do in 2021. And your goals can include relaxation. You know, maybe what you need is to make space for you to read every night or make space for you to do something for yourself, make some space for your kids, whatever it is. I feel like when people think of goal setting, they think of reaching things that society tells you you need to reach. But goal setting can be for you, for your own personal thing. I mean, come on, me and my family saying thankful things at the end of the night is not going to super affect other people. So (laughs) those are for me, they're personal things. So yeah, so if you need to have something else then that makes perfect sense to to have that and even if like this year is just as crazy as last year we have way more tools going into it (laughs) so that was a good reminder we have more tools going down and I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed and work through those but we're like okay we've done this before and we have more tools and we know what we're expecting and so even though I don't know. We're always growing and always better prepared to meet new challenges. Hey, Changemakers. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Her Enterprise episode 014, where we talk about goal setting and the tools that we use to accomplish them. We talked deeper about the full focus planner. We described how you can use smart goals and Nicole talked to us about how journaling helps her check in and make sure that she's still headed in the right direction. 
All of these are great tools that you can start to incorporate into your business and your life. And let's not forget about accountability, which is so helpful, so vital to helping you stay motivated and keeping your energy up. And so, you know, find some accountability partners. And if you want to share with us what kind of goals you want for the next year, you can follow us on Instagram. And I think we all really want to start having that conversation. We can get that conversation going. And I'm really excited to hear what kind of things you put on regarding family and self-care and your business for the coming year. All right, thanks for tuning in. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a women's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are change makers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. On this podcast, you'll hear a mix of interviews, topic discussions, and experience the power of masterminding. Let's grow, let's flourish, let's rise with Her Enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.